This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? It is Monday, December 13th, twenty. 21, we have two weeks left in the year. Did you ever think about it this way? You're going to be, on Saturday, this little mf over here is going to be 36 years old. Right. What is it, 28? Yeah. So you're actually not 28. No. You know that, right? Yeah. You've already, on your 28th birthday, you're finishing your 28th year on Earth. Wait, What? Okay, think about Bro, it. Bro, are you on crack this morning? No, I'm dead serious. People don't understand this about day birthdays. They don't understand this part. So when you turn one years old, you've already lived a year. Right. So you're one, right? Sure. Okay, so... So now you're saying that... So should we be saying I'm 29 then? Yeah, you're living your 30th year on Earth. No, Yes. I'm not. I, I'm living my 29th year. Am I okay. not? No, you're not. You've already lived 20, you, you know. Okay. Okay. Hey. What my point is, is when you're when it's your first birthday, you've lived a year already. So you're not one year old. You're going into your second. Never mind. <laughs> if I got to explain this to you, bro, metaphorically speaking. Of course. You know. Okay. Uh, wow. So All your right. birthday's Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, birthday Saturday. Is your yeah. not girlfriend going to give you a birthday gift? Yeah. If you know what I mean? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. You know. Does she know it's your birthday? Yes. Okay. All right. That's yeah, cool. she does. I mean, yeah, she does. Look, man, I'm just here trying to help. I know. You're just I'm, trying to help. I get it. I I'm get trying it. To help. I understand. Yeah, As we've tried you. to help BYU fans in their quest to have a contract extension for Kalani F. Satake. And it happened just as we said it would. Um, very interesting times at BYU over the weekend as a contract extension for Kalani was announced. You know, there, it was interesting, the sense of urgency that happened. Um, and as we've told you over the last couple of weeks, BYU and Kalani have been talking for some time. Really, I think this all goes all the way back to USC. Um, but as more jobs became open, Washington in particular, then Oregon, Kalani Sataki interviewing for the Oregon job, as we told you he had. That's where this sense of urgency came from. So the question is, Jake, what happens now? And are you surprised at the timing of this extension? No, I mean, I, I so I think to the timing question, I, I, I'm not surprised by the timing. I think that that BYU ratcheted up the urgency once, you know, Kalani's opportunity started to mount, which isn't surprising. Um, but, but I think that, you know, Again, as we discussed last week on the show, I think that that Kalani is a is a, you know, maybe once in a lifetime is a bit strong, but he is a very rare bird for BYU to be able to have. You know, he's somebody who fits into the lifestyle perfectly. He he lives all the values like he's everything you want in in BYU's head coach. So the idea that there would even be a a minute chance that he would be leaving for a Pac-12 school or whatever just was terrifying and then I you know where does BYU go from here well now I think the expectations are sort of you know not only are they reset but I also think they're raised I think now that 
Kalani has the extension and his staff is taken care of and everything's good to go. Well, now you got to start winning more football games now. And, and I think that starts obviously in your bowl game, which BYU fans hate. But then I also think that you got to, you got to look forward and you got to think about now this transition to the big 12 is coming. And, and that really is where I think the extension comes into play because if you roll into the big 12 yes. in your first season and you fall flat on your face, that's not going to look too good. I mean, you, you at least have to be, competitive and, and hopefully competing for that conference. So I, I think that's really the next major step for this team. Well, and I also think there's a conversation to be had about BYU doing business differently than they ever have. And I think that's a big part of this. I look at Kalani and I think one of the things that BYU recognizes um, is that there's not a whole lot of, and what's the right way to say this? There's not a whole lot of guys that are qualified to do what Kalani Sataki does for BYU. And we've talked about this, I feel like, endlessly on this show, um, that it's it's not easy to find guys to be the head coach at, at BYU. Right. It is a very particular set of circumstances. And I think what's so interesting is Tom Homo clearly wanted this done a month ago. Mm -hmm. He did not want Kalani Sataki talking to Washington and Oregon. But maybe that's what was needed to, to get an extension done for Kalani. Because my fear is, had they not extended Kalani Sataki, BYU would have lost him. Um, there's no question about that. I don't think he would have taken the Oregon job because, um, you know, I was told over the weekend that the reason the Oregon interview, and there are stories out there about how the Oregon interview went horribly and he tanked it. Kalani didn't tank that interview. He didn't do horribly. Right. He was asked a simple question. Hey, coach, if we offer you this job, would your preference be to take the job at Oregon or would your preference be to stay at BYU? And Kalani Sataki flatly said, oh, there's no question I'd rather be at BYU. Well, that's the end of the road for Oregon. I mean, I, I and I think Kalani knew that. But I also think he knew that interviewing for a program that is at the height and the level of the Oregon Ducks gave him some leverage. Yeah. And really, that's that's what it took to move Kalani Sataki and BYU forward in extension talks. And Jake, I, I think he handled it brilliantly. Yeah, I mean, I think it was exactly how you would you would coach somebody to leverage a business situation, which is exactly what this was. Like, let's not get this confused. This wasn't a, oh my God, BYU loves Kalani so much and they're just going to do whatever it takes to resign him. I mean, I, I think this was a negotiation. I think this was something where BYU was was a little hesitant to to, to pay the staff or to to kind of iron out all those wrinkles, if you will, um, that are in the fine print. And I think um, I specifically remember you saying, I, I think it was early last week that, that, you know, there was a little bit of, you know, some, some impatience from Kalani's side. Not, yeah. not that he was frustrated, but just some like, Hey, like, why isn't this done already? And so I think what Kalani just decided to do was not to leave or not to actually pursue other positions. But it's like when you're working your job and you've been there for 10 years and you want to raise, well, and your boss won't give it to you, what are you going to do? You're going to go and create some leverage. You're going to go and say, hey, I got this other position that's willing to pay me X. And, you know, are you or are you not willing to pay me that? Because I'd love to be here. That's exactly what Kalani did. And I think it was a, I think it was a, a brilliant strategy. And I think he did what he had to do to get his staff paid. And, and I respect that on a very high level. Now, the thing is, is the thing you also have to understand is if you're Kalani, is your average, with all due respect, your average football fan, somebody who isn't 
you know, you know, reading the des or reading the news and following all the the details about how all this went down is just going to see Kalani Sataki extension. Everything's great. So my point with that is just to say that now that be what the BYU fan base sees, hey, we got the coach extended and BYU's putting out videos. Okay, well, again, now it's time to go out and handle your business on the field. And I think that's what's so important about this thing. Because the last thing you want to be said about Kalani in this extension in three seasons, let's say, is that, well, since the, you know, before the extension, he went 21 and three in his last three seasons. After the extension, he was, you know, a 500 coach or, you know, whatever, whatever they would say. That's the last thing you want if you're Kalani Sataki. So I just think that that yes, this bowl game is important, but more important is these seasons coming up that are leading you into the Big 12. That yeah. is crucial. Yeah, and I, I, this, I guess the struggle that I have with it is that we don't need to know every detail of this contract. Mm -hmm. But what you do need to know is that very clearly the reset button has been hit and the expectations have to go up at BYU because you're going into the Big 12 if we learned anything from – uh, Utah's, what, maturation, um, mm -hmm. rode through the Pac-12 to winning a Pac-12 championship a decade later. It's a very difficult hill to climb. And it's not easy to, to leave independence behind when you totally control your schedule. You control your destiny, for better or for worse. You control your bowl assignment. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of reasons to embrace going into the Big 12, obviously. But there's also a lot of challenges with that. Having Kalani there, recruiting at the level that he's recruiting at, um, coaching up, developing the talent they're bringing in, this was a no-brainer for BYU to get this done. But now expectations have to go up. Mm -hmm. And now winning has to be the priority. And I think it will be. I think, you know, depending on when this, this move to the Big 12 actually is executed, because there's a lot of people who think it could be next year, the year after. Depending on when that happens, I think you're going to see that BYU – will be able to compete at the top of this conference, the Big 12, sooner rather than later. I think the Big 12 is an easier climb than the Pac-12 was. Mm -hmm. um, I think BYU is more established than Utah was when Utah was going into the Pac-12. I think there were a lot more challenges at that point in college football. Now, I think the other thing that we, we have to talk about is this NIL investigation mm -hmm. uh, that the NCAA has, has you know kicked off with Bilt Bar and, and BYU – I mean, I think these are these are very challenging times. The absolute last thing that BYU can afford is any kind of sanction or penalties coming from this NIL deal that that's being investigated. I mean, these are the perils when something changes. And I I don't know. How concerned about that are you? Yeah, I mean, I would be concerned, no doubt. And I am concerned. I, I, I don't think that. You know, I'm not sitting here saying that I think, you know, BYU, uh, you know, is shady or, or did things that they shouldn't have done. But, I mean, you know, they were basically the first program out there to land a program-wide NIL deal. And, yes, there's no doubt about it. They've been recruiting off of it. So, you know, it. I guess it makes sense to investigate the program to see if there was some kind of shadiness happening. But, you know, I agree with you. The last thing they need is is this kind of investigation. And, and I really just hope that, you know, whenever this investigation you know, ends or concludes because we've seen, you know, we all know that college athletic investigations can go on for, you know, what seems like an endless amount of time. So first of all, I hope that this investigation doesn't go on for like six months or something. I hope that this is like a, uh, a month to six week thing. 
Secondly, the, the, they can't afford that right now. So I really hope that at the end of the investigation, it comes out that no, that no wrongdoing was done and, and everything's good. And then thirdly, when that happens, let's move on. Let's move, let's move on. <laughs> like, like let's, let's get on to the business of, of winning football. Cause it seems like for BYU winning cures all. I mean, I know that that's a thing in sports, but like specifically for an independent in BYU right now, winning cures all. I mean, how good was the, how happy and how chipper was the fan base when, you know, you, you won all these games when you started the season, whatever they did, I, I think it was like four no, or, you know, whatever the yeah. run was, you know, like how happy was everybody? And then you lose one game in, in, in Boise State, and all of a sudden the season's over. So I just think that with the, with the NIL investigation, hopefully it comes out that they didn't do anything wrong. You can get back on the field, start winning football games, and, you know, everything is, is good to go. I think it's a huge issue. Yeah. I think BYU, part of, the, part of the problem when you're an innovator like BYU is, and there's no question they were innovative in NIL, I, I agree with you. I think it brings some unwanted attention um, but they are innocent until proven guilty. I mean, mm -hmm. they, they are, I think BYU, my guess is BYU has done nothing wrong. Um, and if they did something wrong, it was a, it was a, it was probably an innocent mistake. You can't tell me that BYU didn't study every letter of that law before they went out and set the world on fire with Bill Barr. Yeah. I just don't believe that, that BYU would act that way. I don't believe Tom Homo would have have business done that way. I mean, you're talking about changing the lives of athletes at BYU, um, ending walk-ons for BYU football. That's not something you take lightly. That's not something you do willy-nilly. Um, and I have all the faith in the world. I think Tom Homo is one of the top athletic administrators in all of college athletics. So my guess is that if there was a, a, a mistake, an error, I can't believe that BYU takes a significant penalty on this. I mean, it's new ground. Um, there, there's not a lot of black and white paper that is telling you how to act, how to navigate the waters of NIL. So I have a real problem believing that this would be something significant as, as far as penalties or, um, you know, I don't even know what you could do. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just hope that it's not a like a, a dark cloud over the program. You know, you, that's what you don't want. You don't want, you know, all of this like, like doom and gloom around the program. I mean, think about, again, this wasn't an investigation, but just think about the Rolovich situation at Washington State before yeah. that got handled. I yes. mean, that was, that was like that, that, hey, we're going to lose our coach and, and you know, all, all this different stuff that was going on alongside, like parallel to trying to win football games. And, and that's the thing. I, I think, you know, you just got to understand that, that winning football games takes literally every person in the building. I mean, it literally takes every person in the program, even the people that create the content, even yes. the people that, that aren't in the, the film study. Like, everybody plays a role, and I know that that gets said a lot in sports, and it's cliche and everything, but it's so true. Like, like think about it. If you have an, you know, not if, they do, you know, you have an NIL investigation going on through the program. That's in the back of everybody's minds. In addition to, hey, where am I supposed to be on the field? In addition to, hey, what does this coverage look like? What is UAB doing here or there? You know, so I just think that the last thing you want if you're BYU is to have this NIL investigation turn into something bigger than it really should be. Now, I agree with you. This does seem like something where if let's say they did make a mistake, let's say let's say it was even an egregious mistake. I still don't think that they would take a, a big penalty. I agree with you on that because it is such a new 
a new thing. This isn't like, you know, this isn't like, it doesn't appear to be anyway, you know, something that would be related to, you know, recruiting or them like cheating to get players or paying players or whatever. You know, it doesn't appear that they would have done that. But that would be the only thing that I could see that would be like really like heavy, you know, really that would warrant heavy penalties, I guess. Yeah, it's not in the, I think the thing that the NCAA looks for is malice. I think they look for reckless behavior. I think the NCAA looks at what your intention was. Your intention matters. We saw this through the, the you know, basketball bribery wiretap scandal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's what you said is used against you. What's in black and white is used against you. And I think if you look at the face value of the, the Built Bar deal, there is no question that the best of intentions were put forward there. Now, are there absolute is there absolute capitalism at the middle of it? Well, yeah, why wouldn't there be? And why is that a bad thing? Yeah. Um it certainly is not. I mean, for Bill Bar, it's a great deal. For BYU, it's a great deal. Everybody wins. To me, I don't think that BYU had any malice at all in their actions, and I just don't see a, an avenue for them to take a heavy suspension. Yeah, and I think that the the, the the I like what you said there about, you know, why is capitalism a bad thing in college athletics? That's the whole point of NIL. That literally that That's is right. that is the entire the beginning and the end. I mean, it 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 it, it is hey, you're a big time college athlete. You know, we want to allow you to make money off t-shirts with your face on them. You know, like that's that's the whole point. And so I, I don't think that there's anything – again, I don't know all the details. We don't know exactly specifically the reason for the investigation, like what, what kind of popped up. But but at the end of the day, this benefits a lot of people. So I don't know, man. I just – the last thing I want to see, like I said, is for this to turn into some kind of storm and, and, and be a dark cloud and bring penalties to the program. And, like, they, they, that's just not – that would be so poorly timed. Um, you know, for where they are. So that's the last thing I want to see. Yeah, I I can't believe that happens. I, yeah. I just maybe I'm naive. I don't know. I, well, I just, just think we don't know. Like my biggest concern with the whole thing is we just don't specifically know why. Like what prompted them to look. That's the biggest thing. What was it? Just purely, hey, this is like the first major nil deal for a program. Let's take a look at this and see you know, what exactly went down. If that's all it is, then they're fine, you know? Yeah, no big the, deal. The, it's no, no big problem. deal, you know? But then but then on the flip side of the coin, if it's, hey, we saw something that suggested that you only did this deal for, you know, for recruiting purposes and, like, there was some shadiness, that's a problem. So that's why I say my, my concern, you know, just stems from the fact, I, like, the unknown. I don't know why they're looking, but I also agree with you. I have a hard time believing that an institution like BYU – didn't read every line by line, you know, absolutely outlook of how NIL works and follow it to the letter. So that's why I say, if you're a BYU fan, I think you can take some comfort in assuming that they wouldn't be getting any kind of major thing. You know, and I, I, there's a there's a catchphrase in Tom we trust, right? And mm-hmm. Tom Homo we trust. Yeah. Well, I think you have to trust here too. Because yeah, and you have no reason not to. I yeah. just don't see that. I don't see him as reckless. Yeah. I don't Whoa. see him. Do you mind? Sorry, my bad. Jeez. I don't seem as reckless at all. Edgar Garcia, first one in this morning, says, My boys, it's Monday. Let's get it. Indeed. Mm -hmm. Last week of work at the Yelpatory for the year is this week. Then two weeks off. By the way, by the way, Mm -hmm. we were up at uh, Park City Mountain Resort this weekend on the Canyon side. Unbelievable. It was awesome. Uh, Yesterday was the by far the best day of snowboarding I've had in five years. Mm Mm-hmm. 
well, mainly because I've only had three, you know, days on the board in five years. Uh, you know, yeah. Friday was absolutely miserable. Uh, we, yeah, what an ass we, kicking. Yeah, we called in sick to the Alpatory Friday to go uh, snowboarding, and it was pouring snow. It was freezing. It was raining. Well, and, and none of that raining. was even the issue. Windy. None of that was even the issue. The issue was you couldn't see because your goggles were fogging. Yeah. That was the only issue. Yeah, how about um, snowboarding in a snowstorm and you're blind? You know. Spinal. Yeah, other than that, everything's fine, right? Yeah, for sure. That was terrible. Yeah. That was absolutely terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Um, but then we flipped it around on Sunday and absolutely dominated. Yeah. It was It, it was, was, it was good amazing. Yeah. So over the next three weeks, I, I'm hoping to get 10 days in. Yeah. At sure. a minimum. Yeah. So we got to get back in the lab today, though. I know. Got to get back on the uh, on the uh, the gym life. I know the weight pile, yeah. which you don't have any uh, desire to do. Uh, Chris Carn, good morning to you, my friend. How's the smoker, Chris? Yeah. Uh, feels like you've been gone a while. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Well, yeah, we have. I, well, you know, we took Friday off because the internet. Hawks. Yeah, the internet was out Friday. That right? was such a frustrating situation. So, so here's how it usually screws us. So. We roll up, we're here, we're getting ready for the show, everything's fine, right? Oh, you know, five minutes before we're ready to start the show, internet goes out. Hey, CenturyLink, what's up? Oh, you know, there's there's a couple of trucks in your area. Your mom. Um, they're trying to fix the issue, but it looks like the internet's going to be out for about half a day. Cool, dude. Thanks, bro. Thanks. And by the way, by the way, we were supposed to have, so Friday sucked out loud. Yeah, yeah. So at the Yelp tour, it was great. I was off all day, still close to deals. Awesome. Shit happened. Yeah, you know. Um, uh, awesome. Yeah. After that, everything went downhill. The Literally. The hot tub was delivered, right? Mm-hmm. So the electrician was supposed to come and wire it, mm-hmm. and the pool guy was going to come after that and set the whole thing up for us. Yeah. The, the electrician's like, hey, man, can't see bad traffic. He lives in Bountiful. He's like, yeah, bad roads, bad traffic. I'm not coming in until Monday. Okay. So that's how it's going to be. <laughs> okay. So I email the pool guy. Hey, by the way, he's like, hey, next time can you call me? It's my off season. I don't check my email. Yeah, no problem. We'll see you Monday afternoon. Hey, by the way, my wife's in Seattle, right? Mm-hmm. On a business trip. Yeah. Honey. 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 Go Hawks. Uh, we have a grooming appointment for the dogs. Can you drop them off at the vet? Yeah. So now we got to figure that out. Right. And then we get up to to, to the canyons, and it, the conditions are horrible. Y'all want to play. So I burned half a personal day, couldn't really snowboard, almost died, don't have a hot tub to come and rest my sore muscles in, <laughs> and it's first world problems all over again. Thanks. All right, let's move on. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, howdy, Monty Jake. Hawk, good to see you. Neville 93 says, good morning, guys. I'm going to Colorado this weekend. Let's go. Let's go. Get it. it. We're in Colorado. You going, Neville? Giggy says, good morning, fellas. What's up? Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We can't just skip over our boy Giggity. How was Red Iguana? Didn't he go to Red Iguana? And Red Iguana tweeted back. Yeah. He tweeted us that he was at Red Iguana. He had a nice plate of mole in front of him. Yeah, dude. Can't ever go wrong with Red Iguana. Um, yeah i mean how was it dude was it did it live up to it or or, i mean i need reviews yeah let's hear it edgar garcia says going into the new conference 
what is an acceptable record for year one in your eyes for BYU in the Big 12, he means. Two games over 500. Would be great. Would be great. I mean, eight and six, you know, would be awesome. Or eight and four, excuse me, would be awesome. Yeah, two games over um, 500. That's what I think the benchmark is. And I think if you do that, then the next season you're 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 going to try and push for 10 wins. That's, that's what I you're... I mean, you're going to be talented because they've recruited the hell out of Utah and really – not even just Utah. Kalani Sataki's had a great year recruiting already. Yeah. Um, and this this extension's gonna only help that. Yeah. So my feeling is is that they'll have a lot of talent. I you know, I'd love to see two games over. I I would think so. I mean, you're talking about playing and I know Baylor is, you know, some of the best that the Big Twelve has to offer. I totally get that. I, I understand that. But but you know, when you're going to a conference, the level of competition goes up. Even the worst team in the Big Twelve is going to be better than you Kansas. know Kansas. Yeah, you know, like that team is probably going to be better than you know some of those early season matchups that you face. Like Kansas is, you know, I, I, I mean, there's examples, right? But my point is, is that you're going to be playing better competition. So yes, has Kalani recruited? Absolutely. Yes. Is that why the ex extension mattered so much? Absolutely. But at the same time. It's not just the talent you have on the field. It's the execution. Those those dumb fumbles against Boise State will absolutely kill you in the Big 12. That You can't have that kind of game. It could end your season. So my point just is, is I think 8-6 and six is, a, is a good first season. And then in the second season, I would hope that they would push to 10. That's That would be the goal if I was Kalani. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. James Knight says, damn, Jazz, when are they going to make changes? This roster's terrible. Yeah, it is. It's not It's not good. The depth is not good. Yeah, they've won seven in a row. And you, Jazz fans, I, I want you to enjoy this. I really do. They're playing really mediocre competition. They're taking advantage of it. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. And I'm yeah, being sincere the, with that. The schedule has really been com comforting. Yeah. I mean, it has been yeah. – I mean, they're off until Wednesday now. Yeah. Um, they had a five-game road trip that really wasn't a, a road trip. I mean, they you came back home. You had all kinds of time in the trip. Like, yeah. I mean, their schedule has been very soft. So, you're, you're right. I'd absolutely take advantage of that. Um, and I'm being serious. I want to be really clear. I'm being serious. Like, take advantage of it. I'm sincerely yeah. saying, hey, like, like, I disagree. Like, I know you're being facetious with the roster thing. I still maintain this is not a championship roster, not even close to one. Like, I think this is a – this is a. Are there uh, people uh, who believe it is? Well, he clearly does, and I think there are people out there that think the Jazz are uh, – I see on Twitter all the time the Jazz are a title contender and Rudy's in the MVP conversation and Don's really taking a leap forward and Rudy's not on the floor. And, like, yeah, sure, all these great things are happening, but what nobody ever talks about – and at some point this will change – but what nobody ever talks about in the, in the regular season is that this Jazz team is not playing the competition that they will see in the postseason. Notice they didn't beat the Suns. Notice they, they haven't beat the top teams that they play. And that's exactly what happened last year. Yes, seven-game winning streak. Yes, you had a great road trip. Yes, you have time off. But do not get comfortable with where this team is at. That's all I'm saying. The Jazz are not championship contenders. Sorry. I mean, if that frustrates people. Western Conference Finals contenders, absolutely. But I don't think they're an NBA Finals roster right now. I just don't. Yeah. Greg Hawkins says, kind of ironic that Utah got the Pac-12 in invite because Texas declined back in 2011. BYU got the Big 12 in invite because Texas is leaving. Thanks, Texas. Exactly right. Yeah. Not guilty till proven guilty, Alex T. says, correct. NCAA is just upset that if sponsors pay the whole team, their racketeering ends and all teams will get a minimum payment for playing. The NCAA has been making money off student athletes for years. Oh, decades. Brandon. 
decades. Exactly right, Brandon Whitesides. I mean, it, it, decades since its inception. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has always been a system of daddy makes money, you don't, right? Like, I mean, that that's the, I mean, how many billions, and it's got to be a trillion dollars at this point, has the NCAA made yeah. um, on catastrophic injuries? I mean, you have guys who have ended any hope um, and come out of college athletics with permanent disabilities mm-hmm. and have to struggle to make their way. They got to struggle to live the rest of their life. It's yeah, terrible. Meanwhile, the NCAA has made their millions on those guys. And it, it, it that that all came to an end. The gravy train came to an end with NIL. Tanner Plummer says, I think this investigation is much to do about nothing. BYU is probably fine. Yeah, and, and that's, and that's kind of – I agree with that. I think that – I think that this is just, again, it's what you just said like five minutes ago. BYU, being an innovator in NIL, brings some unwanted attention. And I'm hoping that that's all this is. That's truly what I hope, you know, it is. I would think so. Yeah. I would think so. Neville 93 says going to Glenwood Springs and Aspen and then Grand Junction just stay in the. Yeah. I mean, listen, Aspen's spectacular. Um, I can tell you that I'm not, I haven't ridden Breck enough to know. I've only been there once, but I can tell you Vale and, and um, oh, my God. Beaver Creek. Beaver Creek. Why can I not? I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm I old, don't know. Eh? I'm old. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Y'all feel me? Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? Vale and Beaver Creek are spectacular. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, yeah, it's worth every penny. Uh, Giggity says, Red Iguana lived up to the hype. I've never had mole. <clears throat> so <laughs> my server hooked me up with a sample plate. It will stop me from, it will be a stop for me every other month. Yeah, so you see what I mean I about Red Iguana, though? Like, that's the thing I love about Red Iguana. They're a small local business, right? So when you say, hey, I've never had mole. I have no idea what I like. I don't know what I don't like. Help me. Well, what do they do? Here's a solution. Here's a sample plate. Try what you like, and then go ahead and order what you want. I That's the little thing that Red Iguana does that I, that I love. And then, you know, I, I whether whether you're getting tacos Don Ramon or, or enchiladas or whatever the case may be, you just can't go wrong, and don't even get me started on the tequila selection at that place. It's phenomenal. Um, Giggity says, how about this? Slackwater was also very good. Hey, see? Your boy knows how to eat, man. Boy yeah. knows how to eat. I, I know it's shocking. I like to eat. Yeah. Slackwater's fat. very good. It was crazy there on Friday night, so we had to take it to go, but it looked like a cool atmosphere. Fat! It's always crazy there. Yeah. It is. Um, you know. Uh, Roy Wall says, good morning, gents. What's up? Hello. Alex, Alex T says, it's not just the NCAA upset. It's some idiot that says he has tickets to prove it who is butthurt. Sure. I, we'll okay. see. Whatever, I, dude. You know what? I mean, it doesn't matter what the evidence is. The NCAA is going to do what it wants to do. Yeah, next question. And if they want to, if they want enforcement, let it, you know. If they want to drop a major hammer on somebody, they're going to do that. It's just like any other governing body out there. You know, there it. I, that's a great way to say it. The evidence doesn't even really matter. It's really about what they want to do. I, I, I never really considered it that way, but I think that's a great way to say it. I mean, whether you're whether we're talking F1 or LeBron or, or NIL deals, I mean, it really is what the sanctioning body wants to do about it. So don't yeah. bring up horse face. I don't know. Don't do it. I'm, I'm not real. I'm not talking F1 today. I'm not. I'm not. It is. I, I just no. I won't. And as you can see, I'm going through some shit right now. This CTSV Blackwing, by the way, mm-hmm. from Cadillac. I love it. Can't drive it here, but I love it. Love that car. 
Anyway. Yeah. All right. Let's talk some NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, huge game on Monday Night Football tonight. The yes. L.A. Rams are in Arizona uh, to take on the DUI supporting Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? So you better check yourself. They are. You think he still has a Ford Raptor? I hate. I. I anyway. I have very little tolerance for DUIs. Well, you, no tolerance. I mean, who should? Well, the Arizona Cardinals do. Clearly. Anyway, that's a good football team. Yeah, it is. The sex machine known as Cliff Kingsbury um, has that team playing at a high level. It looks like Kyler Murray's good to go tonight. This is the game of the season for them. At 10-2, and two, they can salt away the NFC West. But I, I also think... There's another coach in this game that's fighting for his life, and that's mm-hmm. Sean McVay. There's a lot of people who think if Sean McVay doesn't win a division and if they don't go on to nothing short of win a Super Bowl, he's going to be replaced in L.A. Mm-hmm. Justified, not justified? Oh, I think it's justified. I think that I think that you know they're they're a team that has the highest of expectations, as they should. I mean, they're they're the L.A. Rams. I mean, I think it's anything short of a Super Bowl would be considered. Uh, a, a failure, and and I think that that yes, that sounds harsh, but I think that's just what it is. I mean, the 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 fact is, the reality is, you can't achieve greatness without high expectations. And so, you know, I think as much as we want to rip Jared Goff for not getting them to the Super Bowl or getting them to the Super Bowl but not winning or whatever we want to say about Jared Goff's time there, Sean McVay is also part of this thing, and I think that he's been there. A long time now and I think that he the the quarterback excuse has obviously been removed and yeah I think if you look back losing Todd Gurley and Todd Gurley not really being what they needed him to be really hurt Sean McVay's ability to get to the Super Bowl but overall yeah I think if you're the if you're the you know the the front office brass of this team yeah it's Super Bowl or bust and I think that inevitably everyone's time comes to an end it just it's just a matter of how much winning you do so if he doesn't win the division is he going to get fired yeah probably if he wins a division but doesn't get to the Super Bowl, will he still get fired? I think there's still a decent chance he still gets fired. So, yeah, to say this is a big game would be an understatement for Sean I McVay. think the roster in L.A. is as talented as any roster in the NFL. Yeah. And if you look at what they run out on defense, I mean, it's really difficult to beat guys like Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, Von Miller, they go and get Von Miller they in addition to Matt Stafford. Plays. That's the thing; they have all the name play, and and that and that contributes to the short leash of patience if you're this front office. Because what did they do? They went and got Odell. They went and got Von Miller. Jalen Ramsey two years ago. Exactly. So they're getting all these guys, and say what you want about Odell, right? Like obviously he's not in his prime anymore, but Odell Beckham can still play football at a really high level. Yeah. So you have guys. It's just a matter of execution, and so. I don't. I'm not a big believer that Sean McVay can't get the job done. But the fact is, is he just hasn't gotten it done yet. So I don't know. I mean, I just think it. It's hard to say. If I were the front office, yeah, it would be Super Bowl or bust. And if and if you bust this year, then you got to have a conversation. So I, I don't know. If you fire him, who the hell are you going to replace him with? That's always my question. That's difficult. You know that. But who's he, better? But I will say, look at who he's put out. Zach Taylor's done a pretty good job in Cincinnati, even though mm-hmm. they lost to the 49ers yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Cliff- I mean, he knows how to coach. There's no doubt. I just think that I just think that when you have when you're paying all these guys, you have to win. <laughs> like, yeah. There's no other option. You're, in a new building. Yeah. It's like the Lakers. Yeah. Right? It's like the Lakers. Hey, we're gonna sign all these guys, damn well knowing we're gonna trade a bunch of them at the deadline to create our championship roster. 
And then LeBron knows, hey, if I don't win a championship, I'm going to hear about it. That's just the expectation in Los Angeles. Yeah. So I, will he get fired? I don't know. But but if you do fire him, I just don't know who you're going to replace him with. Cliffy or Sean McVay? Uh, mm. Well, I mean, you have to say Cliffy right now, right? Because Cliffy's got his team going the right direction. Uh, there's been a very large improvement since he's got there. You know, f as you can see, I mean, this is kind of the this is kind of the progression I'd love to see from BYU when they get in the Big 12. Hey, you know, your your first year, I think he was one game under 500, and then your next year you were 500, and now you're taking a, a big step forward. So, you know, I think right now you have to take Cliff Kingsbury. Has Sean McVay accomplished more? Not really. Has he really accomplished much more? Yeah, he's got a Super Bowl appearance, but an appearance is different than winning. That he shouldn't have hit. Exactly. So, <laughs> I, right? right? I mean. Thanks, Nikel. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. If but, we're just you know. being honest. But that's another team that's gone out and gotten guys like J.J. Watt, who's hurt, um, you know, A.J. Green, DeAndre Hopkins. Which is kind of wild. Because the Cardinals are not known for going and getting all these guys. No, I they're mean, not. They're not good at footballing. Yeah. But they yeah. are this year. Yeah. You know. And now we have to talk about A.A. Ron. Well. Because the Bears and Packers last night. Where and, is A.A. Ron right now? Yeah, well, he's in Green Bay. Um, the problem is, is you always knew the Bears are going to lose this game. What? You always knew that. But it's just so frustrating that they are so wildly untalented. Mm -hmm. And that they just are not able to compete with teams like the Green Bay Packers, like, who I don't think, by the way, and this is another conversation everybody wants to have. I don't believe that the Packers are elite. I really don't. I don't think they're, I don't think they're one of the best teams in the NFL. Well, they obviously play in a crappy division. That's the first thing. No question. You know, no doubt about it. And I, they've had a, a much, you know, and we talk about this all the time, the Green Bay Packers have had a cake schedule, mm -hmm. including the Bears. Yeah. Um, and I, I look at the Packers who are 10 and three and everybody's like, Oh my God, the green Bay Packers. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, cool. Hey, they're good. They've beaten, uh, they've beaten the lions, the Niners, the Steelers, the Bengals, the bears, the Washington football team. Their best win is probably the Arizona Cardinals. Mm -hmm. Um, was that, was that at their place or was that on the road? That was at Arizona. Okay. That's a good win. That is a good win. But they lose to the Chiefs. They beat a mediocre Seahawks team, mm -hmm. the Rams and the Bears. So, really, you've got two quality wins in the Cardinals and the Rams. That's what you have. Yeah, and I, I'm not even going to say that the Rams are a quality win because I think the Rams have been a dumpster fire for a lot of this year. I think that, I, I think that it's safe to say that this year's Cardinals team is nowhere near as good as the NFC Championship versus Tom you know, no. Packers team. And I think that... I think that this year's team, as you were just detailing, has played a lot of weak competition. And I, and I think it, it's so funny how this works with Tom Brady. Nobody, like, seems to remember that Tom Brady exists during the regular season. It's so funny. He just kind of disappears, puts up his 11-12 win season. Nobody's paying attention. And then all of a sudden he shows up in the playoffs and, you know, he just goes ham on everybody. So I don't know, man. Like I, I don't. I wouldn't sit here and say that the Packers are going to be some kind of Super Bowl contender. I, yeah, I mean, obviously they're going to the playoffs. Obviously you're going to see them, but they're not a team where I'm like, yeah, they're definitely going to the Super Bowl. That's not them. No, and I, but I, I think if you look at their schedule, they've got a couple of landmines. I mean, at the Ravens, 
Tyler Huntley played incredible football yesterday, but he's not Lamar Jackson. Mm -mm. And I don't know what Lamar's situation is or how long he'll be out, but they're not nearly as good if if Lamar Jackson's not playing. Yep. Um, I look at the Browns. I have no idea what to make of the Browns. Well, I, I, I don't. Mean, I, I, I think that the Browns are <laughs> – they're just a mediocre team. I, I think the Browns had a nice little win, but Lamar got hurt, you know. Uh, I, I think that – that the Browns are are kind of in the worst place you can be in sports, which is, hey, you're good enough to win football games and contend to go to the postseason, but you're not good enough to win a championship. You have a guy in Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield who has been injured a lot through no fault of his own, but also when he's healthy, he hasn't been great. You know, He'll play okay for you. He'll make some big throws, but he's not consistent, and that's the problem. And again, just like I said about the McVay situation – Okay, let's say that you cut Baker, you don't resign him or whatever, you let him go. All right, well, who are you going to replace him with? Yeah. That's my biggest thing. What what quarterback are you going to go and find that's better than what Baker's already providing you? That's the issue. So I don't know. What do you make of the Browns? I I, I think that they're not a they're not a great team. They're just kind of an average football team right now. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's an interesting conversation. And then there's the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, I think of all the games we watched yesterday, I think this Dallas Cowboys performance against the Washington football team was as shocking as any game that I've seen. I mean, I, I don't know what's going on with Dak Prescott. He looks incredibly hesitant to run, um, and his inability to, I mean, just to have some kind of composure in the pocket yeah. is crippling that offense. Um, and I, I think Dak Prescott was, I don't think there's any question the first month of the season that Dak Prescott was an MVP candidate. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt about that, but here we are in, in December and Dak Prescott is absolutely falling apart. And the Dallas Cowboys are a team that should be coasting through December, yeah. prepping for the playoffs. And instead here we are talking about an inconsistent offensive performance again, they don't win that game without Micah Parsons. Mm -hmm. If Parsons doesn't ball out and crush quarterbacks and break people's spirit, a lot of games this season. Yeah, they don't win. They don't win that game. Mm -hmm. And when you start understanding that the season, while it is a game longer, you're out of time now. Mm -hmm. You are absolutely out of time. And so when you look at New England, that's nine and four. The Buffalo Bills are as, as disappointing as any team in the NFL. Seriously, but New England's going to win that division. You got to believe that that Cleveland or Baltimore after I mean Joe Burrow balled out yesterday against the San Francisco 49ers, but Kittle I mean that guy is that dude is just Legit. something He's one of something the best else. in the league, dude. One of I mean, the best he, in the league. He is something else. Yeah. I mean, I hands I, team, bro. Hands team. I mean, I mean he can he catch is, anything. He is making it possible for Jimmy Garoppolo to be an NFL quarterback. Yeah. I mean, just an incredible catch yesterday. Joe Burrow, I feel terrible for, <coughs> excuse me, for him being in Cincinnati, but I have to believe that Cleveland or Baltimore wins that division. Um, you know, and then, then I look at the the Dallas Cowboys. They're going to win the NFC East. But isn't this what we get every year out of the Cowboys? Oh, my God, man, this team's going to win the Super Bowl this year. They're 5-0. and And then what do they finish? Nine and something. Like, I, it just, yeah. it's, what, it's what this team 
does every year. And if you're a Cowboy fan, I feel sorry for you because I totally agree this team should be way better than than they are. I mean, frankly, I, let's let, let me put it this way: they are way better than they are playing. And they that's should the be thing. an eleven win team. Yeah, you know, like you should be a team like you said that's coasting, and instead you're having to work your ass off just to make things possible. And I, and I don't understand how. Dak Prescott can regress this much. I mean, you know, you start to think about it. This is a guy who's coming off of that major, gnarly, you know, ankle, leg injury, and he's playing in cold-weather games. Is his, is his foot, ankle, leg sore? I don't know. But I'm telling you, there's something going on with this dude, and it's not yeah. good. There's got to be a reason he's not running. Has to be. Got to be. And I, I look at the rest of the NFC, it's a dumpster fire. I mean, the Packers, that's why I say, like, with all due respect to the, pack, to the Packers, to Tampa – um, you know, to the Arizona Cardinals at 10 and 2. Yeah. I, I, the NFC is just so bad this year. Tampa and the Cardinals is the NFC championship game we deserve this year. Tom Brady against that defense is what we deserve. And I think that that that, that is that's what I would like to see. Now, can there's a difference. You asked me earlier, what do I think of Cliff Kingsbury? There's a difference between putting up a 10, 11, maybe even a 12 win season and going and hitting the reset button in the postseason when you have no wins and going out and getting your 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 job done I also think that's why tonight's a huge game yeah and I think the I think the Rams are going to win that game I, I you know I always find myself leaning towards the Rams and I get disappointed yeah um you know I I'm Arizona's very good Arizona's going to win that division the the issue I have with the Rams is the offensive line I feel like too 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 often you know Stafford is a little bit under pressure which causes him to make decisions faster than he wants to took and that a huge hit last things. week yeah you know he takes big hits like he's a tough quarterback we all know that about him from his time in Detroit but but to beat the Cardinals you can't have you know you, you can't have a ton of pressure on your guy the whole game and they have one of the best defensive lines in football yeah and I mean you're talking about a team that I mean you're talking about a team that could could go through this season and just lose to be 15 and two yeah that's dominant. That would be unbelievable. I mean, that's one of the best seasons in that franchise's uh, history. Right now, they're in, they're on the precipice of the best season they've ever had in Arizona. Yeah. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see the the the, the season. You know, what do we have? A month to go in the season. Um, it'll be interesting to see what's going to happen in week sixteen, seventeen. Yeah. You know, with the extra game on the schedule this year. I mean, it's something that. We've we've never been able we can't forecast or predict because you've never seen it before. Well, and I, and I think it, you know if you're any of these contending teams, like you know if you're you know the Bucks, let's say, or any of these teams that are definitely going to be in the postseason, that are definitely going to be uh, contending to get to the Super Bowl. That last game of the year needs to be a bye week for your starters, essentially. That's, well, and to know. do that though, you got to lock it up. And if you yeah. look up and down the standings, teams like the Packers can do that. Yeah. You know, like you can look up and down the standings and, and you can pretty much see that a, a team like the Dallas Cowboys has given that luxury away mm -hmm. at nine and four now um, and three, and zero in their division. They've given that luxury away when you, you have four games to go here. You've got to find a way to salt things away so that that week 17 can be a rest week, can be a yes. bye week. Yes. Um, and I they're. Obviously, there's not a lot of teams in the NFL that are that are in that position. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, really, I, I I don't know. I guess outside of the Packers, if if you know Tampa at ten and three, I still default to Tom Brady. By the way, yeah, yeah. I mean, that throw in overtime to Perriman was was unbelievable, and that's why I say tonight's a huge game. If the Arizona Cardinals get to eleven and two tonight, mm -hmm. it's over. They they clinch the division, obviously. Yeah, but now you're playing for home field advantage throughout. 
So you need to you need to run. So tonight's a big game. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's one of those games that um, you can really you can really measure yourself against what is one of the best defenses you'll face uh, this season. Uh, let's see. Where do we go from here? <laughs> Tanner says the Browns are kind of in the same situation as the Jazz. I suppose. I think I suppose. the Jazz are in a better position, though. I think the Jazz are are you know I, the Jazz. The Jazz don't have the dysfunction that the Browns have. Like like to say that the Browns and the Jazz are kind of in the same spot. I get where you're coming from, but that would be like saying that that you know Don is as mediocre as Baker is on a football field, which is absolutely not true. So uh, to me, the ja uh, the Jazz are definitely in a in a better position in their sport yes. than the Browns are in the NFL. Yeah, I would agree. I I, I just think uh, Matthew Braz says go pack eight and eight. Guess they have seventeen games this year. What do you mean by that? I mean, I I think everybody has seventeen games this year. What do you mean you guess? Uh, Tanner says if if you're a Cowboy fan, I feel sorry for Jake. Why would you feel sorry for a Cowboy fan? Well, you know. Well, because every single year, well, this a, is every single a, year. Jerry is an absolute lunatic, right? Where you're talking about a guy who who puts salt on his breakfast sandwiches after press conference or after team meetings, right? Number one. Number two, you're talking about a guy who who just thinks that they can contend for a Super Bowl every year. Number three, you have a head coach who's guaranteeing wins, which is an absolute idiotic thing to do before a football game. And then number four, you start out five and zero every year, and then you barely make the playoffs. So. Really, what is there to be excited about if you're if you're a Cowboys fan? Don't I mean? Don't you wish you're still in the Tony Romo T.O. era, right? I mean, at least then you were having fun, yeah. right? I mean, that's why I feel sorry for Cowboys fans. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, as a Giants fan, the NFC East is yet again the weakest division in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Burn it all down, start over. The Giants' problems are beyond coaching changes and draft picks. I, I the. I, the Giants are a conundrum because that's a team, you know, they've always been dysfunctional. You can go back to Belichick and Parcells there. Listen, it, it starts in the front office, and this is what you have to I think it starts dude. with ownership there. Well, uh, yeah, ownership. Yeah, I guess that's what I mean. Like, it, it, whether we're talking Cowboys, Giants, any any team the Bears. that's not good. The Bears, perfect example. Any team that's not good or mediocre or not where you would want them to be has leadership issues they're not not everybody is pulling in the same direction you need that if you want to win a super bowl so you totally know. agree totally agree um jazz winging all this year says ebay the sova surfer no they're not they're not they're not uh make sure you go ahead and give us a like if you're here right now please give us a thumbs up really appreciate your support of the show uh helps the channel grow immensely so please do hit the thumbs up button um, and as we edge our way closer to 2,700 subs on this channel, we're going to give this uh, Xbox Series S away mm -hmm. um, at 3,000. So make sure you hit subscribe and uh, tag us on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. By the way, by the way, can you can somebody please you know follow me on Instagram so I can have a thousand followers on Instagram? I think I'm, real. I think I'm something like nine, you know, probably 69, 949. I need 51. To get to a thousand on Instagram, do the, the job. Do the job, the Monty Show. M O N T Y, the Monty Show. All right. So where do we start? Do we start with breakfast burritos or your pathetic putrid dating life, bro? Yeah, that's not very nice. What? Breakfast burritos? Yeah, the, they're not being a breakfast burrito place in Salt Lake. It's not very nice. Yeah, it's not I very agree. nice. Yeah. Um, best breakfast burrito. Like, have we had a good breakfast burrito? No. In the last three years. Oh, Vaqueros was bomb. 
Vicaro's breakfast burritos in Phoenix were bomb. Okay. I mean, you're talking about like baby arm size burritos, dude. Like baby arm size burritos. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, for real. That yeah. Feels, yeah, that feels awkward to me. What? Um, you know. What? I got a baby arm in it. Uh-huh. You know, it's thicker than a burrito. Anyway. Um, we should stop. Okay. Vaqueros was very good. Yes. Here in Salt Lake, though, there's not a whole lot of burrito happening. Mm-hmm. Um, Bato's, what is that, a ninth? Mm, yes, ninth. Something like that. Uh, for us, we, yeah, Bangerter to ninth to, I don't remember the cross street. To something or other. Yeah. Beto's is probably the best breakfast burrito. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember where me and Mrs. Monty went the other morning, but it was just okay. There's not like a knock it out of the park place. There's, there's not. not like there's not like a hole in the wall. Like I understand Guarbertos or Guabertos yeah, like, in Riverton. Not, there's not a grade A we do it the right way, you know, come here every time breakfast burrito spot. And I would love nothing more than a three egg avocado potato bell pepper breakfast burrito. There's no I mean, there's just nothing better than it, dude. I mean it's just everything. Do you put meat on your breakfast burrito? What? Well, okay, wait, wait, wait. Back up. What makes a good breakfast burrito? So the size of the tortilla is number one. If I got a, fu- if everything's falling out of the tortilla while I'm trying to eat it, that's not a good breakfast burrito. So that's number one. Number two, it's the it's the proportions, the ratios of like egg to potatoes. So I don't want to have like a eighty ten split or eighty twenty split of potatoes to eggs. I want like a nice fifty fifty split of eggs to potatoes, and then I want some some veg, you know, mixed throughout. The problem is, is that is that every breakfast burrito place here, you know, doesn't really do a great, you know, a real fresh-tasting veggie breakfast burrito. You got to get, you know, bacon or sausage or ham or whatever to kind of, you know, make it good, to make it the complete package. So, so I don't have to have the meat per se. I just get it here because— there's not really a better option. So that, to me, is what makes a good one. Okay. Um, for me, I just – the burrito is huge. The burrito is – or excuse me, the tor- uh, tortilla mm-hmm. is huge. Yeah. It's it, it, it cannot be out of the package. I just bought this at Harmon's Tortilla. Mm-hmm. It needs to be one of those – It needs to be a Cafe Rio-style tortilla. Yeah, it almost has, like, that shiny finish on it mm-hmm. and, you know, like – yeah. It needs it needs to be it needs to be legit. Um, I don't know. But like Warren's is right down the street from us. The reason I don't love Warren's is because their stuff is so greasy. You know, uh, Neville 93 says go to Ogie's in West Valley on. Red oh, Road. we used to go there we all the time. We used to go there. We dude, used to I go to Ogie's. about that place. That is a great. Yes. Pull, dude. Chris Karn says just followed the Monty show. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate that. Best burrito in Utah, Ogies. Uh, yes. Alex T says Virgin Burritos. Is that another I've name for never, your? Uh, is that another name for your member, Jake? A Virgin Burrito? Hey, you know. See what I? He's, you. I mean. Anyway. Um, Not a good question. No. Uh, Chris Carn says Beto's is my go-to. I I like Beto's. The thing with Ogies is it is out of the way for us, but we used to go there all the time. How is it that West Valley City has some of the most hidden gems in the world? Like, Ogie's is another perfect example. Because Ogie's isn't Ogie's is a breakfast place. To be clear, this isn't just like a like a hole in the wall. This is an establishment. This is like somewhere where you could go and get, you know, pancakes and eggs and like they they serve the full slate. But their breakfast burrito is phenomenal. It's big. 
it's fulfilling oh, like it's everything you yeah. want ogies is uh i forgot about ogies i forgot about it too i'm glad someone brought it up that's i've missed that place a lot and they're what look at that they've got four stars on yelp yes dude i'm telling you they're legit with 163 reviews yes, dude i'm telling you ogies is legit i totally forgot about it Ooh, they offer delivery We're, I, we might be going there this weekend I, I might have to go and take a little trip over there. Trisha, the latest review on Ogie's was the other day. It says that we stopped here unexpectedly to regroup as I needed a break from the heavy traffic. We had our wiggly toddler. Our waitress was kind and understanding. Our chicken fried steak meal. Well, oh that was your first mistake. God, was boxed separately and the eggs were exquisitely done to my husband's liking. See? Okay. We may. I mean. Dude, I'm telling you, their game is strong. I may need to. Their game is strong. I mean, you need to drag Mrs. Monty there. But anyway, so that's what I look for in a breakfast burrito. Okay, so here's what I need in a breakfast burrito. Excellent tortilla. And I just want eggs, pinto beans. I mean, a skosh, a small amount of cheese Mm -hmm. and some some veggies. I we we and I can't remember the name of the place, Mrs. Monty. I don't know if you remember the name of the place, but we went to this place on Saturday on our way home and it was like they tried to put like these fajita vegetables on there and i just nah man nah never mind man. the building was falling down and <laughs> well it was know, not good doesn't matter you know. it was not good <laughs> you know um but i i love potatoes if you just give me potato potato egg cheese pinto now shredded potatoes or like the little cubed ones that's probably the, the you know what i'm not particular about that mm. okay I also would do French fries in a breakfast burrito. Oh, my God. French fries in a breakfast burrito. If you're in Phoenix, Filiberto's, knock it down. Knock it down. You got to ask them to put them inside, but they're good. I'm telling you, they're good. Yeah. Um, Greg Hawkins says, I've heard Hector's on 29th and 33rd is really good. It's by Mill Creek Canyon. Mm. So on the other side of the valley from y'all. Hey, man, I'll travel for a good breakfast burrito. Yeah. Oh, we're definitely going to Ogie's now. Yeah, we're definitely. Yeah, yeah we're going we're, to Ogie's we now. We got to do it. Yeah, we have to. For sure. Yeah. And then there's this story about these people that were trying to hire hitmen on a website. <laughs> so I went to bed at like, I, I think I was laying in bed last night at 8.05. Were you really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The Bears ran a punt return back and I was like, okay, this is as good as it's going to get. We're going to get our ass handed to us in the second half. I'm going to bed. Right. Mm-hmm. And we had been snowboarding. And so I was just particularly tired. I took an epic nap in the middle of the day yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So. Real quick story about yesterday before we get to these idiots on a Hitman website. Yeah. So we snowboarded yesterday. I was exhausted. I was really tired after we rode. That was the longest we we did like six, eight runs yesterday, mm-hmm. and I was I was cooked. So we come home, take a shower, um, and then we decide we're going to go up to Harmon's at the district mm-hmm. and grocery shop for the week. Yeah. I'm out of gas at Harmon's. Yeah. I'm just like Nah, man. Yeah. So we come home and I'm like, okay, I'm going to eat something real quick. Then I'm just going to flip on a football game and take a nap. <laughs> I made the best lunch I have had in a month. Mm-hmm. We, we got execution. Yeah, exactly. We went to um, Costco the other day, Saturday, and got a pack of non bread. Yeah. I took non bread, put some shredded uh, Colby Jack cheese on it a little bit, put uh, two of those in the toaster oven. Toasted them, melted the cheese. I had uh, instapotted some barbecue chicken the other night. Mm. So I heated up the barbecue chicken, put it on the non-bread with cheese, ate them like tacos. I want it. 
passed out for like two hours. <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, there's nothing like having a, 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 a warm stomach, man. Nothing like having a great meal. Body's nice and warm. Pass out. By the way, then I had waffles for dinner. You then had, I had you had waffles. I for had dinner? the protein power. The Kodiak. Kodiak waffles. Those are for dinner so good, dude. With freshly sliced banana, mm. it was amazing. Mm. So my wife, I'm 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 in bed and I'm like, hey, we're a, a lifestyle topic short for tomorrow. Want, you know, and she's like, oh, I'll find oh, you something. Hawks. Yeah, because she's like, I'm not going to sleep now. I'll, I'll wake up at two a.m. <clears throat> so she finds me a story with the headline: A Michigan woman faces prison after trying to hire an assassin through a fake website. My word. <laughs> the site boasts of almost 18,000 field operatives. Well. Who can do the job anywhere in the United States. It features testimonials from satisfied clients. Wow. Including a man who wrote a review on rentahitman.com <laughs> that said, handled my disgruntled employee issue promptly while I was out of town on vacation. So... Um, the woman filled out a form on the site seeking a consultation for her issue. This is kind of weird, she wrote, that your company's not on the dark web or the deep web. If it's me you want to talk to, perhaps we can arrange a meet. She finished the uh, inquiry with, quote, I prefer not to go to jail. Thanks for your time. <laughs> she later offered to pay $5,000 to have her husband killed. The only problem was that Guido Finelli. <laughs> Guido. <laughs> these are stupid people. Guido Finelli, um. who is said to be the coordinator on the website, you know, it, is actually Bob Finelli, a California man who runs the website. Rent a Hitman's operatives have never actually killed anybody. Instead, the site exists to dupe people who are looking for hired killers. It's not the best situation, and we all know that. And Wine is now headed to prison one of several Rent-A-Hitman clients who've been found guilty of using the site to solicit a murder. <laughs> God damn. Like, how stupid are you? Pretty stupid. So this dude only started this website for his security business, but was getting all kinds of inquiries. Didn't go back to the site for like five years. Goes back, checks the inbox, and he has a bunch of people like, hey, can you kill this person and that person? Hey, by the way, can you shoot him in the face? He's like, an assassin. Yeah, like all these inquiries. Yeah. So what he started doing is working with local law enforcement to, to get the people to write notes to, you know, ask for inquiries, and then they would hook him up with a cop who would act as a hitman and arrest him for murder for hire. You have to be nice to stupid people. But how stupid are you? Really stupid. This is not this is not rocket science. It's 18,000 field operatives or estimated uh, number of law enforcement agencies nationwide. So there's 18,000 police departments. That's why he uses 18,000 field operatives. Right? Like, I mean, he puts stuff on here... That should be a giant red flag if you're trying to hire a contract killer. Yeah. Right? Um, I mean, it's phony testimonials include one from a woman who's ready to mingle after she caught her husband cheating with a babysitter. Dude, come on now. I, I mean, this is ridiculous. Come on, dude. The, the website promises confidentiality under the, quote, Hitman Information Privacy and Protection Act of 1964. <laughs> 
Which is a tongue-in-cheek nod to HIPAA. <laughs> Dude. Are you kidding me with this guy? HIPAA? And people believed him. People believed How him. How dumb are people? Oh, like, my God. This is incredible to me. Really dumb. Really, really like dumb. it's incredible to me. Do you really think that they would there would be a website called Rent a Hitman with eighteen thousand uh, hitmen waiting to serve you? I guess not. And it's not on the dark web. Are you serious? Yeah, dude. Get I, out of here. I, yeah, I, I, yeah. Get out of here, Eileen. You know, uh, Tanner Plummer says I'm currently serving Kodiak waffles for the clients at a group home I work at right now. They're so freaking good. Yeah, they are. They're yeah, bomb, they are. Dude. They're bomb. What's their turnaround time? Fairly quickly for the killers. I think that's HIPAA. And then Jake. Whoo, man. All right. All the smoke. There's the question of UFOs. Before we get to your future dating life. Right. Yeah. There's right. the question of UFOs. Uh-huh. Sure. Did you see the story about how they're... This whack job is doing a study on people's brains. Infowars.com. Who have been abducted by aliens. Yeah. And he says that the people who have been abducted by aliens, their brains look like those who have, um, you know, damage and what areas of white matter in their brain. Because, you know, the aliens do tests on your brain and stuff. And then they just put you right back down on Earth. And well so, said. Okay, so I'm obviously being a jerk about this. Right, yeah. Uh-huh. But Dr. Kit Green studied some of the people from what Nolan called a smorgasbord of patients. <laughs> some of whom have heard weird noises buzzing in their head. They got sick. A reasonable subset of them had claimed to have been seen UAPs and some claimed to be... Um, close to things that got them sick. Ultimately, the team learned that people who originally thought they were damaged had overconnection of neurons between the head of the caudate and the putnam. Anyway, yeah, the, I've been immunized. You know, <laughs> bro, are you serious with this dude? He claims dude. he studied the brains uh. of people who have been abducted by aliens <laughs> and that they have large parts of their brain that are now dead. Are you out of your goddamn mind? I don't even know what you say about this story. I don't know, like, I, what do you mean? First of all, okay, so first of all, how many of us actually believe that, you know, UFOs are a thing? First uh, of all. I'm so split Mrs. on Monty's this. trying to get in on this oh, right now. Oh, God, here we go. Honey. Hi. Go Hawks. How do you study the brains of people until they're dead? I don't know. Yeah, because the people of the brains they were studying, a lot of them did die from their injuries. And he was able to get those mm -hmm. and scientifically. Their MRIs. He got their MRIs. And there are pictures of dead brain, you know. Facts. It sounds, it sounds on the up and up to me. It doesn't sound on the up and up to <laughs> it me. It doesn't sound on the up and up. But okay, Mrs. Monty okay. is a skeptic of all things, including God. Right. Do you believe in aliens? No. Do you believe that there are UFOs flying around? I don't I don't have any evidence to say yes or no. I have not seen credible evidence to say yes. And is should there be other life somewhere in the universe? Statistically, maybe. But statistically? I've not seen. I can't believe that we are the only ones on earth or the only ones in the universe on earth. Like I can't believe it. 
And I just believe this but, is very much the ghost. You don't believe in ghosts either, right? No. None whatsoever. No. Because I do. I actually believe in ghosts. Like, I. Hello. Hello. Is this hello. thing on? Is hello? this thing on? I actually think Ghost Adventures catches, like, good stuff. And stuff misses Monty's See, blood you're, as well. You're, you're, you're digging yourself a hole here, kid. But you it's don't. It's entertainment. Yeah, it is entertainment. Ghosts not, are that's entertaining. That's why it's not categorized as documentary. Because it is not. So you don't believe in ghosts at all. Alien, alien life form. Do you believe that there are unidentified flying objects flown by Yeah, they're not identified yet. I don't know that they're flown. They're not identified. But do you believe that there could be aliens out there flying around in spaceships like Frisbees and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that... There could be forms of life on other in other galaxies. We've not found it within our own solar system. And well, they would have to be so far advanced mm -hmm. to reach us from other solar systems before dying in a tin can in the in space. Like God the bless. amount of time that it would take for you to get from one solar system to another is unlikely. But maybe they have. Maybe, technology. but there's no proof. Maybe there's fucking fairies. That's what? out of the window. Okay, there's not fairies. Let's <laughs> How do you know? Chill out. Let's not get crazy now. Um, um, <laughs> there's like 2,000 different gods that people believe in, so yes. why not fairies? All I'm saying is I think we've seen – so you, you'll just write off everything that like all the Air, Air Force videos that are out there or – there's I, no possible way. I'm not way. saying that there's not a video. It's unidentified. So you can't just jump to a conclusion. Okay. That's the problem is that people jump to a conclusion. Okay. So it's just not possible that it's. The, a the name is unidentified flying objects. Right. But it's not possible that even though they're unidentified and they're flown by fairy dust. <laughs> You don't think True. it's possible could that be they could be flying these things? You don't where think it's Aaron? Yeah, right where now. Aaron Rogers? Do they live in his toe? The fairies in his COVID toe? Maybe, but yeah, no, seriously, nice. they yeah. probably have mullets, Thanks, just like Aaron. But you don't think it's possible that there are alien beings flying spacecraft? I didn't say that. I don't think it's not, but it's it's possible. There is no credible evidence for me to believe that that's exactly what's happening. Okay. Um, eBay, the sofa surfer says, that's what an alien would say. Getting suspicious here. <laughs> uh, Greg Hawkins says, I believe aliens could exist, but we don't have anything yet. Uh, uh, although those released by Navy UFO tapes are fun to con uh, conjecture over. Conjecture over. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's fun to. It's it fun is. To but you, you can't jump to conclusions as to what it is. Yeah, I think you're I think you're just And that's why people who have like gas leaks in their home and they have too much carbon monoxide in their Well it's the chemtrails. Sketchy and they think they see things and it's they jump to a conclusion that it's so ghosts. Wait, it, uh, so I want I wanna make sure I understand this. Now carbon monoxide causes you to see ghosts. Carbon monoxide, a low level leak of, of carbon monoxide in your home can make you see things. Three okay. fourths of this is in And that is yeah, proven what are you, fact. Where did that come from? I don't okay. I, listen, I think I think ghosts are real, and I think there's other things in the universe we don't know about. Now, are those UFOs in our people? I don't. I have a hard time believing, and I shouldn't say this out loud. I have a hard time believing that people are getting abducted by UFOs. What's up, motherfuckers? <laughs> mm -mm. 
No, I don't think you really are. Oh. I don't think they. What's that? Oh, what's the the lady's name that li- not Lily Tomlin? Um, who the uh, the actress that went like off the reservation and like claimed she was abducted by aliens and stuff? I don't know. She I'm was in sure. the older lady that was. Oh man, I can't remember her name. Oh, the one who was in The Shining. Okay, sure. Um, I don't remember. No, she. Was I don't in think the, she oh. was said she was a. Oh yeah, that this there. Oh, I can't remember her name. Um, oh, I hope I can find it. Mister, I remember the weirdest movie lines out of movies from like eighty <laughs> years ago. I'm terrible Don't you guys with know names. where that's from? No, I don't actually. Can you help okay, me? Okay. By the way, that I I did a search for that, and it comes up fifteen celebrities who believe they were abducted by oh, aliens. Christ. Oh Christ! Here we go. Fran Drescher. Really? Yes, I don't know who Grant Morrison is or Yafet Koto. Don't know who that Yafet? is. Yafet. Sammy Hagar. Okay, yeah, I yeah, Sammy. Wait, I'm uh, sure that there was it. no hallucinogens, alcohol, or a lack of oxygen in your brain that might have made you feel like you were. I was by just aliens. lying in bed when I felt something weird going on, like someone was tapping into my brain. Go home. <laughs> <laughs> no. I didn't know how to effing explain it, but they were downloading or uploading. That's the simplest way to put it. Okay. Olivia Newton-John claims that she was abducted. Baron Davis, the basketball player. They were poking me in the nose, looking at my eyes. They had my hands tied. This sounds like a COVID test. (laughs) Could be. And the next thing you know, I was in... Montebello, dude, burning rubber on the way back to L.A. at 4 o'clock in the morning. Crack, ice, boom, pow. Elvis Presley? Okay, yeah, that's shocking. These are also Dan Aykroyd. people who probably took a lot of um, non-prescription medications. Crack, or maybe prescription. Ice, boom, pow. Yeah, <laughs> crack, ice, boom, pow. Billy Shatner? William Shatner. John Lennon. Muhammad Ali. Anne Heche. Sure, ah, Shirley MacLaine. Shirley MacLaine Shirley, is the, Shirley. the whacked out older actress well, that I was thinking about. She's the one who says she's also a psychic. She claimed numerous close encounters over the year, including witnesses witnessing the infamous 1952 Washington, D.C. UFO incident, sightings at her New Mexico rants. In addition, uh, she says one time it was occurring right over her hot tub. Uh-oh. <laughs> We oh, just shoot, I got stuff occurring over my hot hey, baby. Yeah. What? David Bowie? These are a lot of people who are dead, and I don't know if yeah. they would refute. Okay, Shirley McLean's not dead. You just wish she was. <laughs> Bet you I'm, weren't expecting this one. <laughs> I'm shocked by it. I am shocked by okay, it. Okay, what are the people saying? I, I don't Yeah. Um Jamie Lee Curtis posts weird shit and, and does that hot ATT spokesgirl. Okay. Does she really? Um, are they carbon-based life forms? Could be. Ghosts are real. Waverly Hills. Go there. Take photos. Spooky. eBay the Sofa Surfer says. Uh, greasy hand Sean Butterfield says, Fran must have been, must have been. They probed her voice box. Yeah, she's got a terrible voice. Listening to Fran Drescher talk is like driving roofing nails through your testicles. It's just <laughs> oh, not, it's not good. Um, you know, and then, of course, there's eBay who says AOC and Pelosi were abducted and still are. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you for bringing that yeah, in. Yeah, really, thank you. Um, and then there's your, your dating life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things are good, man. Things with are aliens. Good. With aliens. With aliens, yes, yes, with aliens. No, I, um, yeah, everything's good. We're, uh, we're ticking right along right now. We, what do we do Saturday? Oh, the Van Gogh experience. Phenomenal. Highly recommend. Would totally go again. 
So you saw her from like one to four o'clock on Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. It was a good time. No, it was like no, it was later than that. It was like four forty-five or something like that. It was okay. almost five. And then you saw her Sunday too, right? No. And you're gonna see her today. Well, it's harder during the week, dude. So you're gonna see her one time for four hours a week. Well, that's it. What? <laughs> I'm just. I'm asking. I'm asking. It's not easy during the week, man. Like, like she has a full time job and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's not easy. And She's so probably, do you. And so do yeah. I. And like, I don't know. It's just odd to me. You guys don't do things on Friday or Sunday. You do one thing four hours well, on it's, Saturday. It's been what have we been dating a couple of weeks? Like, you know, like okay. things. Like we did something last Sunday. We hung out last Sunday. Which we is did. cool, man. That's fine. Always, always doubting. Always hating. Always hating. Always hating. What do you... So when is her birthday? Her birthday happened already. It was last week, I think, the 4th or two weeks ago. So your birthday's next weekend. Do you guys have plans for next week? My birthday's this coming weekend, yes. Saturday. She's probably coming snowboarding, I would think. I asked her to. Hi. Okay. What? What? That's super fun. What? Nothing. Don't tell me nothing nothing. and make a face. Don't tell me nothing and make a face. What am I doing? You're making a face. You you did make a face. You made a face. What is the the problem? A ghost walked by. I wasn't saying anything Uh specific. Sure. It sounds like it's going great. Right. Uh Uh-huh. Exactly how I would handle it. Sure. Right. I'm sure. Because you're the only way to handle things. Well, when you're perfect. I right. Mean, mm. Yeah, you know. Whatever, dude. Well, that's cool. So you're happy about it? Like, you feel yes, like you're ev- progressing? Ev- everything's going good, you know? I, I, I don't, like, you you, you're, you don't feel good about it, but it's fine. I didn't say I don't feel good about it. Yeah, that's what you said without saying it. No, I never said I don't feel good about it. I said you guys go very, 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 very So sl- let's, let's very rewind. Slowly. Oh God! Here we go. When when your father and I met, we chatted on AOL online mm-hmm. for quite a long time. Well, how long we is a long met. time? I don't know, a month or so before we met. So you guys talked for a month before you even met. Then once we started talking on the phone, we talked for probably no another month. No, that's just not before accurate. we were like, okay, we need to meet, and we met on. A Thursday and then on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. But I like we worked. We were not hanging out every single night. No, but you you just yeah, we I, talked on so the phone, I, though. Like we actually had conversation. But this was back in the 70s, too, though. But, you know, I was driving a Nova and stuff. Yeah, a Nova. And stuff. Um, anyway. No, but this is back in the 90s. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, it was a different time. Like now I agree I understand like COVID, jobs, cell phones, yeah, STDs. I mean, things happen. I'm not sure what STDs have to do with it, but things things happen. You know, right? Wow, Greg Hawkins wants to start a hashtag. Stand with Jake. Thank you, Greg. uh, (laughs) Hell hell yeah, Jake. Honestly, you're doing it right. Hashtag Stand with Jake. Thank you. Uh, eBay the sofa server says, "Quote: You got mail." Exactly right. Seriously. (laughs) Great. Here we go. Tanner Plummer says, hashtag stand with Jake. <laughs> Let's go, everybody. Get it going. Get it going. I like it. Hashtag stand with Jake. Let's okay. go. So could you see yourself in yes. a long-term thing with this yep, lady? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's It's been good. We're having fun. So you went to uh, an art gallery or an art showing. Yeah. The, the Van Gogh experience is amazing. I mean, it is. you you The studio is kind of just 
chilling in, in the middle of downtown. It's very inconspicuous. You know, you walk in and they give you basically like a basically like a timeline and history of Van Gogh's life and what he went through and everything. Mm-hmm. And then you walk into this huge room and there's just projectors everywhere and they're they're basically displaying all of his works on the wall and and it, it it's an, what they call an immersive experience. So it's all immersive. around you and it's it's super cool. Yeah, I would highly recommend immersive. it. Immersive. Yeah, it was good. Seriously, it was fun. The the immersive part is 35 minutes. You just sit there and enjoy it. It's awesome. Okay. Well, hey, look, I'm glad you had a good time. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you had a good time, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I only judge you a little bit. Uh, I, you know. We get it. Yeah, we understand. So Okay. Yeah. So you'll see you guys will go snowboarding this weekend and Yeah, I may see her Friday night or Saturday. I don't know. It's Monday. I don't know. I'm not sure yet. Yeah, prob- definitely Saturday, but probably Friday. Okay. See who I would guess. I don't know. I'm down. I I ain't judging, man. I'm mm-hmm. just saying it. I, it's the same thing I always say. You guys take your your sweet ass time, mm-hmm. which is probably be better anyway. Yeah, you ain't got to be in a hurry. You know. Yeah. I mean, just because your seeds drawn up, don't. You it's know. not actually, but that's fine. Guys have it so much easier in that light. They do. I mean, they do. Yeah, we just keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. All right. Good. All right. Good talk. All right. Well, good. Excellent. Uh, make sure you follow me on Instagram again. I I I don't know. Did I? That's, I picked up at least one. Chris Karn followed me. Yeah, Greg Hawkins followed me. You know. Hashtag sandwich egg. We get it. I picked up two. 951. Appreciate that. See? Make sure you follow me on Instagram, The Monty Show. M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. He's SLC Supercars. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok as well. Um, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow. All right, have we decided what we're doing in the last we two have weeks of the month? We have to talk about it. I don't know yet. I'm not sure. We're definitely not going to be doing 445. The rest of the year, I can tell you that. I can tell you that right now. I can tell you that right now. Uh, Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.